Yo, what's up, everybody? How y'all doing today? This is Paul Young, and this is Unique Perspective. I got my little brother, Edric, with me. How y'all doing? Peace, love, and harmony. So today, we're going to talk about mental slavery, the constructs that hold up our mind in today's society, and as well as the history and where it comes from. So if you're interested in learning a little more about what makes us us, and why sometimes we can be bonded in our own miseducation, then check it out. Hey everybody, what's up? How y'all doing today? This is Paul Young and this is Unique Perspective. I got my little brother Edric with me. Say what's up, bro. How y'all doing, man? So today he wanted to talk about mental slavery. You know, basically when you're stuck in one area and you can't seem to get out, whether it's drama, education, religion, finance, you know, sometimes people just can't get out of their own way. Do I got that right idea, bro? Or yes. is this something else you want to talk about? No, that's it. That's it? Yes. You know, um... The mental uh, enslavement that no one can actually uh, overcome until they actually see a different perspective or a different way, gathering different knowledge, reading or experiencing something new outside their norm. The trick is, though, is getting people to actually get outside of their norm. See, we get stuck in our comfort zone, mm -hmm. and it's hard to get out of that. That's true, because we are uh, um, animals of, of habit. We, um, we try to continue to do the same thing over and over again, just like uh, the seasons or any other animal on this planet. It's to create um, those things, create certain experiences that we envision in our minds before they come. And that's mm -hmm. what makes us very powerful. Right. So I guess the thing is, though, is for the person who is stuck in their own way, what would they do to get out of that? Like, let's give an example. Like, what I'm thinking about right now, um, which is, you know, um, a lot of people are finding it hard to find the job that they want so I personally know a couple of people that it just seems by their actions and ways as if they've set up a goal in mind it didn't hit so now they're depressed now they're upset they have an attitude that, they, that, don't, that, they don't want to move they don't want to go nowhere and that that is the thing um, the depression the anger the um, the the negative uh, feelings those are the things that really holds us back uh, whenever we are um, constantly getting the same results uh, you have to dust off those um, those negative feelings by experiencing different, uh, having different experiences in your life and then therefore getting inspiration and then being able to attack or go about getting your goal done in a different way that you didn't know prior to that but the thing is, though, bro, is getting to that point first. So you have certain people that you can't um, 
tell them, hey, this is what you should do. Because that's the whole point of being stuck in your own way. You know, they're, they're shut off. They're, 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 they're shut down. Um, some people aren't listening. So how do you get to that point where you can adjust and, and you can want to open up to people? You know, I think that's one of the things we should address. Um, and another part of mental slavery is sometimes the thoughts we have, we can be stuck in our own belief system and thought process. Mm -hmm. like, uh, like slavery and racism today. You know, some people you just, I don't understand it. And this is unique perspective, so maybe you might have a perspective on it. You know, some people, the science says one thing, um, what is published, you know, you can Google anything. So all the evidence is there that we're one. Mm -hmm. We're all the same species. Yes. Race literally doesn't exist. Right. Just, just short of 100,000 years ago, most of all humans looked alike anyway. Mm -hmm. All of these variations we have today um, in the scheme of things are fairly recent. And are very small, but there are some people that when they see a white person, they see a black person, they see an Asian person, they see a native person, they see real differences, and they uh, seem to see differences in behavior as well, which is odd to me. You know, yeah. like the like like for instance, how they think that black people are just louder. Right. You, you know, it, it, it's odd. And, and I think that's also a form of mental slavery because the the world as a whole today knows better. Mm -hmm. But we're held back by a few individuals that they just, they're stuck in that way. And, they, and it's sad is some of those people happen to be the people that are running the world. And that's the thing um, with a lot of things that... Um, have happened in the past with the civil rights movement and um, a couple of other things. But the main thing that keeps on swirling around in my mind is the civil rights movement and how they made the contrary conscious and bring awareness to the suffering that is going on in the black community or through a black life. You know, that those two things, consciousness and awareness, to bring consciousness and consciousness to the actions and words and thoughts that you experience, and then do the contrary is powerful. Um, and then that brings in awareness that yes, I'm doing these things, and so I have now I have the power to change them. It's just like um, whenever a person is trying to get over an addiction, once that person admits that they have an addiction that's whenever things start to change but as long as they think that they're they're doing the right thing and they can uh, stop smoking or stop doing crack or do do stop doing these things at any time that they're going to continue to do it and the people that are outside looking in are going to be like man no you're you're an addict you need help and they until they say okay i need help i need I, i'm an addict that's whenever things start to change. Consciousness. That's works. true. A person has to self-reflect and they have to admit that they're in their own way. Um, that's kind of like the situation, like I hear some people around town every once in a while complain about how hard it is to find a job. 
Yeah. Every time I've ever just decided, you know, today I'm going to go get a job. I might not have gotten hired that day, but within three days to a week, I am hired. And I don't know if it's because of my personality or my work ethic, but I've just never understood certain people that just can't find work, you know? Mm -hmm. And so in my mind, I would like to think, but I can't judge. I would like to think, though, that they're just stuck in the fact that they want a certain job, and since they can't get that certain job, they're not motivated to get a job at all. And that's that's one thing that um, I would I would see as a um, I want to say a universal law, and that is that whenever you hold one perspective of the perfect um, job or the perfect um, husband or wife, the perfect love. Um, that cancels out opportunity and uh, the possibility of getting something similar or something that you didn't expect to come into your life that is on the same vibration or the same frequency that matches that. Okay. Now here's the other one. What about the person that was raised in the worst possible situation? You know, they've been hungry. Um, their parents were poor, so of course they're poor. So they want to go to college, but in their mind, they feel like, well, I can't afford it. I barely can afford shoes right now. So they don't. Then they decide to go ahead and get a job. Then, you know, they do that. They tell themselves, I'm going to go to school next year. Ten years later, they still hadn't went to school. Now they're married, facing divorce, credit bad, children, probably got a child getting ready to go to high school or getting ready to go to college. And it's like a cycle, right? Mm -hmm. So how will we address that? Because honestly, especially here in the United States, that's a very common thing. And, 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 and I do believe myself, especially seeing that I'm not rich, that that is a form of mental slavery because I can remember times when I felt that way. School was very expensive for me. And there would be days where I would literally be like, you know, I'm good with this. I'm good. I'm going to just go work at a group home, do extra hours, you know, and, and, and just worry about that and just go find me a boyfriend and go to the club. But... I've always been different than the most people. I felt that way, but my action would be, well, I would push harder in school, and then I would get frustrated, you know, and then I would swallow the frustration, and then go to work, and then, you know, but some people can't do that, and as I've gotten older, in my personal life, there's been certain things that have happened, and it just seems as if all of my creativity stops. It's as if I have hit a metaphorical brick wall. Mm -hmm. And there's no way out of it. There's no moving forward. And so, going back to the main focus, I wonder if maybe some people are stuck in that mental slavery because basically life, you know, can be so hard for them, you know, in their mind or in their spirit, you know, because of circumstance. So, you know, how would a person address that? Like, how would we even tackle that? I have some ideas, by the way. 
have some ideas. Well, do you want to expand on your ideas? or? Nah, I want to hear yours first, bro. That's how conversations work. Okay. I talk, then you talk. Okay. All right. This is like a, <laughs> a ping pong game, you know, back and forth. Um, okay, so... The you have to change the uh, the the thoughts as well as the uh, core beliefs that you have in your mind, and at the same time you have to speak those things to yourself, because um, nobody else gonna tell you. <laughs> in this world, in this world, nobody gonna tell you, hey man, you can do it, you can make it happen, you can change this world, you can change your experience through certain certain acts you can you are college material you you can conquer anything that you put your mind to and that that that's not going to come by a, a stranger um that comes from self true and so that's why I was going to say I have some ideas too so like I used to work you know with I I used to work with people that dealt with depression a lot and in my personal life, I was diagnosed with bipolar, so I've purposely made that, you know, something that I dealt with professionally so that I could, you know, understand myself a little bit better as I've gotten older. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I talk like that. I'm only 33. <laughs> but anyway. No, you're fine. Oh, uh, huh? I say you're good. So, um, anyway, my point is sometimes people are stuck in that because when you're in the middle of your storm yeah sometimes you can't see nothing but those but the clouds and the rain and when it's coming to growing up in that mm -hmm. if you are and I and, and I saw this from my professional life for real and a person told me this and then when he told me this it made me cry because you know how when you're in your own, you think that church shit is bad? It's never that bad. There's always somebody going through worse. Mm -hmm. So, in this scenario, the person was like, you didn't even read a book until you went to public school. You didn't, your mom and dad literally didn't keep books you, there, there was nothing there it was the radio the tv and whatever the hell they were doing nothing for the child didn't even have toys this situation i'm referring to mm -hmm. so then they get to school and obviously if the person didn't have toys and their parents didn't even care enough to have a freaking book not even a magazine not even a bible literally nothing for this person to look at. So, obviously they're sheltered. Now they're in public school. They're being bullied. They're being picked on. Kids are innocent. They don't realize things unless an adult shows them or they have outside influences. You know, well, this person was sheltered. So, they didn't realize how poor they were. They go to school, now they're getting made fun of for the hand-me-down shoes, this and other. Right. Make a long story short, because since I talk a lot, I don't want to break HIPAA law and accidentally, you, you know, mm -hmm. talk too much. Right. So to make a long that's story... Why, that's why you created a podcast. <laughs> right, but I still want to respect the law. Like, I might not do it anymore, but I still respect it. Um, make a long story short, that person... By the time they was an adult, mm -hmm. 
couldn't see the sunlight. Did they experience things that were positive? Yes, but little experiences when you can't see past your own mind and past your pain and your hurt, which is a form of mental slavery. Mm -hmm. In fact, honestly, and it's just a little sideline thing, but I want to say this while it's on my mind. All of us suffer from one form of mental slavery or another, and it's up to us to figure out how to get it out, and it's depending on the subject and what it is in life you're dealing with. Some people, it is getting out of debt. Mm -hmm. Some people, it's getting out of their own way. Some people, is dealing with their past. Some people, is dealing with their fear of their future. Some people are afraid of success, and will do any and everything to not be successful. But back to the story. This person couldn't see past that. Mm -hmm. So now at this point when I meet them, they're in their mid-twenties, you know, and they have a kid, you know. So now they're responsible for somebody else. But at this point, they 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 not motivated to do anything. They were tested, came back genius, had every tool needed to be a success, but was so stuck and so afraid that that person couldn't actually implement his skill. And so the trick was, how do I get this person to see what I see, see what the state has literally put on this paper, so other professionals see? How do you get them to see it themselves? And so I pretended to be done one day, you know, got permission, let them ride with me to go look for jobs for other you know, people. And I just pretended like I didn't know. Like, hey, help me with this. You know, I, I forgot that. Is that supposed to be the social number? Like, like that stuff. And he's looking at me like, uh-uh. You make too much money to be that dumb. You know? <laughs> but I did that on purpose to get on his nerves. So I was like, you see how I'm irking you right now with stupidity? That You hate that, right? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, why are you doing it to yourself? You have one of the highest IQs I've ever read. But you act like you can't even flip a hamburger. Why? You know? And after a couple of weeks of those types of questions and those types of conversations, which I honestly felt like he was only really comfortable with me doing, because he wouldn't talk to the psychiatrist. <laughs> But after a while... So this is a, true, this is a real person. I yes. This is a true story. This is something that actually happened. Wow. Okay. So after a while, though, I noticed that his mind started to change when I started to show him things without making it obvious that that's what I was doing. So, like, we'll be on one outing, and I, you know... You know, I, you know, I draw, and, and um, I don't know if you know this, uh, you could ask my trail, but back when y'all were kids, I was actually selling my art back then. Oh, really? So, we were in the mall one time, and I, 
heck, I can't get in trouble for this because I don't work for them no more. I double billed. <laughs> no. You know, I told a, I told an art client where I was going to be, and I was like, make sure that you're pretty open-minded in, in everything because I'm at my other job, and that can get explosive. So just be aware. Um, lady met me at the mall. We're looking at the artwork and everything. And to my surprise, he looked up and he was like, so it's that easy, huh? And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, you're making so, so much, because I'm not going to say how much I made back then out here. <laughs> you're making so, so much with me. And you just made basically a car note on a damn sketch that you did yesterday in your office. And I said, yeah, and you smarter than me. You know, that was my response. <laughs> so, skip a couple of months. He decided to open up and talk to the therapist. Then, he decided to deal with the pain. And once he dealt with the pain, all of a sudden, he was ready to open up his mind and open up experiences. Today, he's nowhere in the system. Completely independent. Has his own business. It's a process to get out of mental slavery. It's a process in order to get out of your own way. And it takes time. And you can work on one part of it. And then you realize that you're literally messed up on another part. And so... And I guess that's what makes life a journey, in a way. Because once you fix that part, and now you're open here, now you can work on this part and be open here. But that's also by choice. You, If you want to be more open, you want to be a better person, you want to have more success, you want to make more money, you want these things. And the drive of wanting them is more than the pain, then it drives you to want to fix it. But then that's that other perspective, and that's the person, like, uh, there was an old saying from a play I watched one time about a dog and a rusty nail. I think it was a Tyler Perry play. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I think it was a Tyler Perry play. I'm not sure, but it was something about a dog uh, sitting on a rusty nail and, and it's hurting the dog and he's like howling and whining about it and mm -hmm. the owner says he's doing all this because he's hurting but he's not hurting enough to get up all he gotta do is get up and get off the nail you know and, and that's how it is with life some people aren't hurt enough some people hadn't hit that hit, hit the wall you know right, right. some people literally have to get metaphorically whipped in the ass before they want to change or before they actually do. So it's many different levels of it. Some people literally will die slaves mentally because when you don't choose to utilize what it is that you have in order to make yourself a success or live the life that you need to live independently, you are in fact choosing to be a slave because what everybody does not realize is if you live in a country, you have certain rules you have to abide by. Now, on the sensitive part, I do get it. If you are stressed, you are hungry, and you literally feel there's no other way, I get it. But there's 
that that's why you have resources and you have help and you have people to talk to. That's literally the point of this podcast as well. Hopefully somebody listens to this and they realize they don't have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. You know, they yes. can make a choice to do better. Right. You said well. That's the only choice we really have. You choose to be happy. You choose to want to learn better. A racist man, the only difference between a man being a racist and not being a racist is opening up his eyes and realizing that that person is, is there and that that person is a person and it deserves the same things that they feel they deserve. But you choose to to say they don't. But you're also choosing to be a slave. Because this is the thing. The world is still run on a system. No matter what. And either you're going to get on the pot. Or you're going to uh, not. Simple as that. So, you know, for the man that doesn't want to work. Like, you have some of these young men out here in the world. They think they cute, and they think that all they need is a girlfriend, you know, to dick them down and have their babies, and, and this girl will love them so much they can lay across the couch their whole life and never work. And and yeah. I've seen some <laughs> relationships like that. Yes, but, they, but they're not living up to their full potential. That's not even a point. They get old one day. Yeah. Eventually that woman is done. <clears throat> the kids getting older and they need stuff. I'm not finna keep taking care of you. Get your ass up. Go. Mm-hmm. And more than likely those people are the same ones that we're referring to that are stuck in the mind. They have every excuse yes. on why things are the way they are. Well, I couldn't do this, and I tried to do that, and remember, I worked out, da, 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 and blah, 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 and just a bunch of word throw up. Mm-hmm. When in reality, they should have dealt with themselves a long time ago. It's a man that isn't working on himself constantly. And so, a lot of things within himself, the value that the woman really appreciates, depreciates. As he isn't working or doing things to better himself and to grow into the man that he envisions as well as she envisions. Right. And that works on both sides and through both sexes because there are young women like that too. Like I was telling this girl I used to be friends with. Yeah. Just because you can get Section 8 don't mean you should rely on Section 8. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't do this and I can't do that. What's stopping you? Well, the kids. No, the kids not stopping you. Right. I just, you know, there's a woman that had four kids and still got a doctorate degree because right. that's what she wanted. So, if you want more than Section Eight, you can get more than Section Eight. You're choosing to be stuck there. Yes, you're depressed. Yes, you know, certain things happen in life, and you got your kids. But and that's and it goes back to the thing you oh, so, you have to be willing to deal with your shit. So is the is, does the does desire does a person desire or can the person's desire override their experience or their circumstances? Can 
your desire yes override your if you want some your circumstances if you want yes yes and so jay-z jay-z is a prime example of that he desired the life he has and he did everything that he needed to do in order to be where he is today no matter what his circumstances was no matter what past choices he made he's a prime example of getting out of the mental slavery but that's just one part because when you think of it politically or you think of it socially to me socially he's still stuck but that's just my opinion but at the same time I mean you um, there's certain slaveries that a person can't get out of once you start desiring something you you are you are a slave to attaining that one thing we enslave ourselves in order to get things okay okay but is that really bad no it's not because whenever this is it's not bad because it's I, I i can see it as natural once you start to work towards something you basically are whipping yourself to do those things that you need to do to get them and that can go into um uh, discipline and a lot of people lack discipline because they don't want to work on themselves but see I wouldn't look at that as another form of slavery then I would look at that as basically strengthening yourself and becoming your own CEO right right so you become because your own you, you become has your, no freedom but, and once you're striving for the best, right. you're giving yourself nothing but more freedom. True. When a person is doing what they really want to do, they don't feel like they're working. I talked to a nurse the other day when I was dropping off a DoorDash tour. Uh -huh. And I asked her, I said, honey, how you feel doing 10 hours? And she was like, I don't feel like nothing. I love my job. She literally says that she hates being at home. So to her... She's free because she's literally doing what she wanted and what she's trying to do. Mm -hmm. A professional singer, they have to tour in order to keep making money today. They have to go out there and sell themselves. But when you want to be a celebrity, you want to put out music, you want to shoot music, music videos, all of those hours of work isn't bad for you because you want to do it. Mm -hmm. So... If you're doing ultimately what you want and you're living in your ultimate truth, you're not a slave to anything. If anything, that's when you're really close to God. You're a master of yourself. You're a master of yourself and a slave to none. But if you're living in excuses and you're living in I can't, I can't, I can't. Mm -hmm. You are a slave. If you're stuck in how other people outside of you treat you, you are a slave. That that reminds me of um, today. Uh, today, me and my wife, we had uh, purchased, or I, I, yeah, I purchased because it's under my name, but I got it for her for uh, Christmas. Um, our our family van. We got a Nissan Odyssey, a Nissan Quest. I keep on calling it an Odyssey. Nissan Quest. At that time, whenever I walked into the uh, the dealership, 
I had in my mind that I was gonna get a car. I didn't. I. I, I didn't. It wasn't no doubt in my mind. I didn't. I didn't care that my credit score was 480. You know. I wouldn't say that on a podcast, but you good. Okay. It's gonna be bigger than that by the time most y'all hear this anyway, because my boy is a genius and he's financially smart. He's just young. Nobody young start off with 800 score. Nobody. Oh, yeah. Not even Paris Hilton, and she was born rich. You got to actually buy things to gain credit. You're not born with high credit. Okay. Well, yes. Well, I was, you know, I'm really pointing at how. I just want to put that out my there since you put your number out there. Like, right. I wouldn't have put my number out there, bro. <laughs> but they need to know you are a man in your 20s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at the same time, I mean, I walked in there with that and still walked out with the card. Of my of my desire, it's yes. not. It, it didn't matter what they had on paper or what numbers they had. But that's because you're not stuck. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. You always come into things with an open mind, and you always come into things with intention. A lot of people don't walk with intention. True. And judgments closes an open mind. And that is the thing. Whenever you judge something, then you that's like you trying to um, predict the future. And therefore, the true reality can't step forward because you already prejudged it. You mm-hmm. already said this is how it's going to go. And that in itself is your ability to create your own reality works on itself. That's true, and that's another form of mental slavery, and that's what I was talking about earlier, when people find excuse after excuse. That's a, that's literally what excuses are. Yes. That's literally what excuses You're are. Saying, well, but I can't see, do this, this is the thing. We all do it. Yes. We all do it. So the the trick is is when it, it, it's to be able to not do it as much or to control yourself enough that when the excuses the doubts and the questions that have nothing to do with your end game come up you can actively ignore them and that's the hardest part but that goes back into intention exactly what you intend is what you ultimately will get exactly um whenever i walked in in that process though bro just to let you know you can still fall like me and you having this conversation Mm -hmm. but heck i'm not perfect I cried yesterday. Yes. And that's the thing. Whenever I was in that that dealership applying for a car, thoughts like what if? What if you don't get what 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 if you don't get approved? What if something happens where you get a snag and they like, well, we don't have the car or your credit score is too low. I would tell myself I'm going to get this car. Because uh, the what if doesn't matter. Right. Because there's always a what if. True. And a person has to has to see that and lean into that and realize, well, there's nothing I can do about the what if. So let me just enjoy the what if because guess what? That what if will still get you to your goal. Mm-hmm. What if they don't approve you? So what? There's a dealership across the street. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What if the car that you want at the moment isn't there? 
there's billions of cars. Wait till tomorrow and let them ship one in. You know, there's always a what if, but there's always an answer. So as long as you focus on your intention, and that's what I'm proud of you for because you're good at doing it. But a lot of people don't know how to do that. Like, you talk to the guy that you're like, hey, man, you don't have to do what you're doing right now. You know this is going to get you in trouble. You're already on probation. So why are you doing this? Why, why, after you've been down and out, you've been locked up, now you come out, you got an attitude, you're angry, you're doing the same thing. Why are you doing it? And, and, and a person will respond, because it's hard or because it's another. So what? You knew it would be hard. Anything that is worth it isn't going to be easy. Just like recording this podcast. Mm -hmm. It has been months since I did an episode. I got discouraged. But I am a man of my own word. (laughs) And I do follow my own advice. But there's a process in it. And I, I leaned into that and I allowed it. And look, we're sitting here talking today. Because there are no excuses. Now, if you need time, you need time. But you can't give yourself too many excuses. And that's what a lot of people do. So, you feel this way and certain things didn't happen your way. And and you feel that certain people didn't have your back here when, then, in that year. So, you're letting this be the excuse for why you're a jerk. Or why you don't want to work. Or why you're not wanting to lose weight. Like, literally every subject can be put into that. You know, like, there was years that I used every excuse on why I shouldn't lose weight. Well, you know, it runs in my family. Well, you know, it's the psychiatric medication. Well, I get depressed and guys hurt my feelings and then I want to eat a cake. Bull crap. Bull crap. It got to the point where I had to look in that mirror and realize, you know something, Paul? No. No more excuses. Because you're literally stuck in your own bull crap. You don't want to be fat. You don't like looking at your stomach. You're tired of having to drive bigger and bigger cars. You want a tiny car. You like tiny clothes. Do something about it. But it was until I hit that stone wall is when I was, it's when I bought my first pair of waist size fifty pants. Actually, <laughs> that was my stone wall. <laughs> you looked yourself in the mirror. Was I like, was oh, like, you know hey, what? <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Something got to change. I man. am now down to a thirty-eight, and <laughs> yeah. I'm still trying to lose weight. Do you feel me? I don't ever want to see a waist size fifty on a five foot five man ever again. Man. But it took that. You know, and that's what I mean when I say some people can't get out of their own mental slavery until they hit rock bottom, until they hit that stone wall. Sometimes you just got to, and it's sad, but that's also what's beautiful about being human because that's why all of us are different. But that reminds me of um, bringing up, rearing up my own children. I have three children. I have twins. How many kids you got? I'm I'm telling your people. I'm telling your audience. He got three beautiful kids. But I want to I want to shed light on the the four year old and the thing is is that we would tell him to do things and he would get, he will wait till we are red in the face and we're like do we need to pop you and he will do it 
That is the thing. Like, but that's his personality. But at the same time, that's how children are reared up to wait until they hit rock bottom and then they start doing something about it. Procrastination creates that. And what? That's not rock bottom. What's what? What's not rock bottom? What little nephew doing? That's rock, not rock, rock, rock bottom. That's, that's his personality. He's testing y'all but, because. He, but what, 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 what if that expand that into an adult well, that continu- continues to he, do certain if things? If nephew is doing that till he's an adult, then then that's when, on the cool, hopefully, you and you and your wife, you know, go get professional help if that's going on. But only when that person has hit puberty and going towards adulthood, because the mind you have as a child and the mind you have as an adult. Two different minds. You're not even the same person. You're literally not. In fact, it it could be said that every ten years you are a new person because your cells, every ten years are brand new. Well, so you can't really tie that onto a child. So That's a person, why psychiatrists so a person, will not diagnose a child until hold they're six or hold seven. Hold on, hold on. So a person's upbringing has nothing. Uh, it really doesn't. It has no. It has no correlation. A child's has upbringing no, uh, has no correlation with how they are as an adult. And I'm gonna give you a prime example. Adolf Hitler. Yes. Adolf Hitler grew up in a very religious, very conservative upbringing, and he was still Adolf Hitler. And so. What I'm saying is okay. his family was no different than any other family. So, and he uh, still okay. became Adolf Hitler. Right. Mussolini's so, mother so, was know. a Catholic, but yet we still ended up with Mussolini. You feel me? Yes. Same thing, um, same thing with anybody. Um, you know, a murderer. The parents didn't raise a murderer to think murdering is okay. You know what I'm saying? That's why I tell people you can't always blame the parents. You know, that's where I get that saying from. Uh, because when there are these because, school, because the the school human, shootings and everything. Right, you can't like, blame well, the mom the and dad all the time. Now, right. yeah, now, now, hold on. Uh, hold on, uh, let me think about it. Here we go. Here we go. I threw that in there to get him all focused. Got 13 <laughs> guns and AK 47s and stuff like that. That's different. Yes. But if your child is cutting themselves, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That's not always the parents' fault. Sometimes mental illness is simply that. And people forget that part too. Basically, there's nuances to everything, bro. Nothing is actually black and white. So, there's different aspects to every situation. Everything is unique to that individual. Mm -hmm. But in the bigger scheme of things, a majority of the time, when you look at a group or a subsect of the population doing a certain thing, you always find that it's these certain things that have people stuck in their way. And that's basically what I was addressing. But there are little unique perspectives. But going back to little nephew, yes, I'm sorry. Anything he's doing today has nothing to do with who he's gonna be, except you're seeing seeds of his personality. So how does but this? If you think about it, yes, you're focusing on a part of you and a part of your wife. Yeah. I've seen little nephew do that. I see how he handled people. Because look how he handled me. 
only I, I literally told him one thing one time almost a year ago at this point and he's still holding a grudge. <laughs> but that's who he is. But you, you observe everything and you don't let stuff go either. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it's just an aspect of a personality. That has nothing to do with how he's going to impact society okay. in the future. So I have a question. So you could raise him right and if you stab somebody that's not your fault. <laughs> you know, and so uh, hopefully nephew won't, cause I want I want to be a great uncle one day. Yes, and so I have a question. So how does this habit of hitting rock bottom come about? It's not a habit. A person can really only hit rock bottom once or twice in their life. And rock bottom is emotional, mental, and physical. When you've lost a job, you've lost a home, you've lost a car, you have no friends or family to run to, and now you're on the street, and it's just you, and if you believe in God, God, that's rock bottom. When you give in a relationship all you could, and you still find yourself signing those divorce papers. You don't know what the other part of feel, but you know you are broken. Your heart is ripped. All you want to do is cry. You have hit rock bottom. So it depends on the situation, but that's what rock bottom is. And a person that is stuck in their own way, and they hit rock bottom and still stuck in their own way, it's hard to get out of it. So the goal is to not get that far down. The goal is to try to open yourself or try to get another understanding or perspective of your situation before it's too late. And then even if it is at that point, have enough ability and know-how to know that because you woke up, you still have a chance. And a lot of people can't get out of that. Like, for instance, the thug mentality thing. A person has to be convinced that, yes, it's okay to like that. Yes, it's okay to talk like that. But no, no, it's not okay to spend your whole life on a corner. Get up and meet somebody else. Because let's say aliens. Let's say we find out aliens are real. Mm-hmm. If aliens came down here and they started attacking us, your skin color, what set you claim, what job you work, how much money you have or don't have does not matter at that point. At that point, all that matters is that you want to live and you want your other person to live because if you're the only person left, then you're dead anyway. Because if you can't reproduce, there's no civilization to be seated. Same time if you don't have um, a person that is working with you to end the war. Then, then there's no point. Yeah, there's no the point. The war is already lost. Right. And especially, especially you know, if it's an alien and race. so my right. thing is is, 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 is if you got to be stuck in, in, in any thought process, be stuck in that. That's how I'm stuck. Like, like I have certain things in life right now that are difficult, and I could easily give yeah, up. I could easily give up, move back home, whatever. But I'm an adult, so I'm not. I choose to 
experience what life has to give me, whether it's good or bad. Because you only got one life, and that's what it is. So, oh my God, bro, we've been talking for 47 minutes. Well, okay, so what what you're saying is that it comes down to accepting what is, right? Yeah, accepting what is, what is not, and what you can and cannot change. But if you really want to get out of your own way, get out of mental slavery, you have to see beyond your current situation. And every time you wake up every morning, you have a chance to do that. Mm -hmm. Even if you're locked up and you're incarcerated in jail. You know, you have a chance because the freedom is in your mind. The freedom is in your spirit. It's in your creativity. You know... Some people find it hard to find a job. That's fine. Can you write? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Work on your writing. Go get a part-time gig while you work on your writing. Can you sing? There are churches that will hire you to sing every Sunday because they don't have good singers. And, and, and yeah, you're getting your spirit filled and you're getting a paycheck. So when people tell me... It's hard. Why is it hard? You know, today I met a client mm -hmm. while I was door dashing. Mm -hmm. She thought I sounded awesome and thought my car was cute and the way I put my clothes together was cute. And she was like, you look like you'd be a great organizer. And I said, honey, that's funny because I am a professional organizer. Mm -hmm. Boom, a new client. Just that quick. I actually have a meeting with her tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. So, you got to get out of your own way. You got to open up your mind. And you have to realize that no matter what your current circumstances is, that is really just a result of your past mistakes, past decisions, and past mindsets. And you can move forward from that. So, like the dude that can't get a job. It's not that you can't get a job. It's just you're not getting the job you want. Mm -hmm. Well, get that job anyway for right now. And while you get that job, figure out what it is that you really want. Because sometimes the reason why you're not finding what you want is because you don't really know what you want. A lot of times we do not really know what we want. Right. We really just want to get away from discomfort. And we don't know what, to, uh, what direction we need to take to get away from that discomfort. At the same time, we don't know what, is that, what, what does that look like. A world but that's the thing. That. You're not supposed to know what it looked like. If you knew what it would look like, then you wouldn't have no need to try. So if a person really want to get out of their own way, really, it's three steps. And then that's the end of this conversation. Step one, meditate. Write down what it is that is bothering you and hurting you. And if you can't do that, and step one is go find someone and talk to them. And to whoever listening to this, that someone is not your best friend all the time or your little brother or sister or someone that's going to tell you what you want to hear. Because coddling you is never helping you. It has to be someone who will tell you that your shit stinks and own it. And not care that you don't want to hear that at the moment. Because sometimes we need tough love. Mm -hmm. That's step one. Step two, accepting that. 
you have not meditated or you have talked to someone or you have went and got professional help. Now, admit it. Admit to yourself your flaws. I really don't have a job because of this. I really have issues with my, with my baby mama because of this. My life is really in, 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 in hell because of this decision and this choice. Deal with it. Accept it. Own it. Third, forgive yourself. Forgive anybody else who hurt you in that. And then move forth from now and realize that your choices from this point on determine your future. But until you can get it, until you can either talk it out, walk it out, work it out, deal with it and accept it, then you can't. Because slavery is simply that, the lack of freedom, the lack of choice. You have no choice. You have no freedom. You have no say-so. Yes, and those excuses so, are the very... You know uh, what I'm saying? So you have to eliminate that. Eliminate it. Tell yourself no excuses. And continue to tell yourself the opposite. I can do this. And this will happen. There you go. So, anyway. We have yeah. been talking for like 52 minutes. So, yeah, bro, we're going to wrap this up. I am so glad that you came today and hopefully you know a lot of people listen to this and maybe if you want to you can always come back oh yes and you y'all, y'all y'all come back too man um uh, we really we really hope that y'all really take a lot from these conversations um my brother paul here is a very uh into- intelligent intellectual and Boy, I ain't smart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he just sounds smart, but no, he—he's smart to me, and I I'm special. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be here for a while, and picking picking um, Paul's mind, and I hope that y'all y'all take a lot from those conversations. So that means we'll be hearing from you next week. Yes. All right, well, I guess y'all going to be hearing from my brother next week. Anyway, hopefully this entertains you, and I hope you have a blessed week. And I hear from you in a week. So, peace out, and I love you all. Or you can you can make a shareable um, post that directs them directly to the podcast. And so Hold on, can. bro. We are literally still. <laughs> <laughs>